This is the State of Energy. I'm Randy Witt, along with Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association, also known as the Google of propane. <laughs> I think we should put that on your business cards, Tom. The Google of propane. Oh, that's great. I love it. And, uh, you know, we're here with details on how you can keep more money in your pocket by utilizing a superior fuel that's kinder to the environment. And what can do that, Tom? Propane can do that. That's right. And you can find out how propane can improve your life by going to thestateofenergy.com, thestateofenergy.com, a great propane locator tool to find out where you can get propane near you, career opportunities, information on tuition assistance, rebates, and all kinds of great information at thestateofenergy.com. And uh, Tom, you know where the uh, state of energy is not happening? A state of energy is not happening in California. The state of no energy? The state of no energy. I think that should be the uh, slogan for California. Uh, because, you know, it's been very hot in California, and uh, now there are power outages everywhere. Rolling blackouts. Um, you know, and it's great to see those, and it's great to see that the governor is so surprised, and now he wants an investigation on how this could possibly happen. And I'm also very glad to see uh, that those tax dollars are going to electric cars because, you know, that's uh, very important to be able to have all that tax money going towards electric cars when you can't plug in. Yeah. Can you, man, I'm sitting here. It's hot today. Like it's super hot. It's uh, over 100, 104, I think is going to be the, the temps today here in Utah. And I'm just, I'm just saying, thank God the power's not turning off at my house today because it was, it would be, a, it'd be a scorcher. And uh, you see on the news, all you, you, all you have to do is do a quick search about the California power outages. There's hundreds of articles to look at, but um, I'm, I'm reading one uh, right here that just came out yesterday that says uh, California grid melts in record heat, and is it the renewables that are to blame because? realistically when you look at some of those all these power plants that have been closing down and they're like oh we're gonna we're gonna replace us with wind and solar but when do you when do you go home and charge your your new tesla rand <laughs> at night at night at night you're i mean you're not the, this stuff is not the, the solar solution only works when the sun's out but you get you get this old grid and everybody cranking up the ac because it's hot outside uh and yeah they have to do all these planned um shutdowns of the rolling blackouts rolling blackouts yeah rolling blackouts hundreds of thousands of people while it's in the hundreds cannot turn on their air conditioning man can you imagine if you were needed some type of medical device that required that yeah it's dangerous it's unfortunate and with and with all the tax dollars that californians throw at the state it's amazing that th this isn't something that's already been fixed. I mean, and unfortunately for people in California, it's not something that's new. I mean, these rolling blackouts, I mean, everybody acts surprised every year when this happens. And it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. You see the EIA, the uh, U.S. Energy Information Administration, you know, they got a, a list of all the different power plants that they've been shutting down. Most of them are coal but they're shutting down these power plants and they're not replacing them with uh, new new energy sources. So thankfully, if you are one of these people in California and you don't have any power right now, hopefully you've been proactive and you've 
purchased a propane-powered generator that's going to be one of the cleanest uh, on-site energy sources for your home right now. And this is extended. We talk about California because they're easy to pick on, but you see the, the, the <laughs> migration of people that are like exiting California. You see them moving to Texas and Utah and Idaho, and we're sitting back here going, "No, no, stay away." But but they're coming, and and the the same the same problem that you guys have in California, we're going to start having in Utah and Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, because we also don't have. Uh, enough electricity to go around for everybody. I thought you were going to say stupid voters. <laughs> well, I think we've got plenty of smart voters here, so hopefully we can stay that way. But you got to protect your family. You got to protect your business. So invest in some propane appliances, invest in a propane powered generator, and really be proactive because when this does happen, in the middle of the heat and if you've got something that you need to have powered up you got a big elk in your freezer that you don't want to have rotten uh you might wow. you i wasn't might sure if that was code for something. <laughs> <laughs> well you got a lot of you got a lot of hunters around here can you imagine if you spent a bunch of money going to getting some wild game and you got it in your freezer and all of a sudden you're going to be out without power for uh three or four days i mean man it's uh it's, it would be rough. So it would. And propane can do so much for people. I mean, like you're talking about it. You know, propane, it can help cool your house. It can help heat your house. I mean, it can clean your clothes, you know, power vehicles. We even have a home, a fully uh, propane operated home. Yeah. That you guys are still promoting right now. Yeah. And, and you know, people use propane in their homes all the time. But what we found is uh, you go to a builder to, to try to build a new home and they're like, oh, we'll just put in electric everything for you. You don't have to worry about a gas, uh, anything. And and people are listening to the builder without having the full education on what they can actually use as a clean, efficient fuel that's propane and you can virtually use everything you can use all your appliances run on propane you can have your uh, stove your fireplace your water heater your furnace your uh, clothes dryer you can have outdoor cooking you can have outdoor lighting you can have a nice ambience fire pit and you can have a propane-powered generator. So when some of these other services get shut off, you are completely self-sustained and your family's nice and cool and comfortable um, or warm in the winter. So use propane, check out all the different options that you can utilize this gas for these emergency services and for primary services. And, you know, again, you can find out everything that propane can do for you by going to thestateofenergy.com. That's thestateofenergy.com. And, Tom, now here comes just a curveball. I was going to throw it at you. First thing that comes to your mind, what is the favorite thing that propane does for you personally? Wow. The, my favorite thing. That's that's uh, that's a tough one. Well, <laughs> propane keeps me employed. So. <laughs> Okay, there you go, and we have a winner. Uh, but I mean, there, but again, it's just it, it highlights the fact. And you know, when I, when I have conversations with people uh, just out in everyday life here in California, it's amazing the look of shock that people have when I talk about all the different things that propane can do. Because out here in California, um, you know, electricity is a religion. It's more of a religion here in California. People just blindly follow it. And now, uh, you know, we were talking about. Um, electric vehicles and you know due to the pandemic now 
<laughs> the registration rates for electric vehicles are doubling and tripling all of a sudden. And people are going, what happened? What happened? <laughs> and so now, of course, due to the pandemic, more and more taxes are going to go up. And still, we're going to have rolling blackouts. It's, it's unreal. And in a side note, do you know what my uh, fantasy football team is going to be this year? Oh, boy. You got you to tell me. Randemic. 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 Oh, boy. Look, look, the, all these electric vehicles. Could you imagine if you're trying to plug in right now and you can't go anywhere um, because you have this rolling blackout? Yeah. Like there, there's this is economic justice for for clean energy. There's none here. Like we're dumping so much money into taxpayers out of the taxpayers wallet into this uh, energy source. That's one not not clean because there's so much emissions behind the wall that people don't talk about it's like and not a finish not efficient either how much you lose just in the transmission of the energy is what they say 60 percent of the energy is lost just in transmission over think 60, about that over 60 percent is lost and and we don't want to consider what's behind the wall you just want to believe what everybody's telling you um, even if you know it's not true and i heard elon musk say this the other day or it was the other day i heard him people want to they want to believe things even though they're not true and they know they're not true and this is one of those things is electricity is just not that clean it's not that efficient it's not that reliable and we're dumping tons of money that does not give uh, the consumer or the rest of America, the economic justice to get the clean energy that we need. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what propane can do for you. This is the State of Energy. I'm Randy Witt. That's Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. You can find out everything that propane can do for you, and you will be shocked by simply going to thestateofenergy.com. That's thestateofenergy.com. And uh, and Tom, we were talking about everything that was going on in California uh, with the rolling blackouts and the power outages because they're so proudful of their electronic advancements that they do in California. Uh, But what's going on in the Midwest is is very sad. Those Midwest derechos devastating Iowa corn crops. And if you've seen the imagery on this, the satellite imagery shows huge damage. There's more than 10 million acres or 43% of the state's crops were affected. Um, and in case people don't know what a derecho is, it's just it's a cluster of storms that are hundreds of miles long and, uh, you know, 70, 80, 90 mile an hour winds, thunderstorms. Uh, Chicago got beat up. Uh, and I believe at last check, uh, I mean, these came in last week. And I still think that there's around, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of people that still don't have power yet. It's very sad. This one is unfortunate because there's so many people that are, you know, this is out of their control and extreme weather happens all over the place. But what this does is affects all this corn, billions of dollars worth of crop damaged. And what kind of effect will that have on propane is we use propane a lot for crop drying. It's one of the the big uses and and crop drying usually takes place in harvest time, you know, at the fall it's kind of a double-edged sword because we we start we want people to prep for this winter season and we want them to consider all things that happen not just in your little local area because sometimes we we take our gas supply for granted we just like it's always here we always have product our propane supplier uh, they work hard 
all summer long, all winter long to get you, to keep you supplied with gas. There's a lot of things that these propane suppliers have to take into consideration uh, when they they do all their pre-planning and their purchasing. So this is one of those deals, a storm uh, is going to affect propane supply. Well, yeah, and you know, I mean, think about this. I mean, this storm that we're talking about, it's called a derecho that just kind of went from uh, Nebraska to Illinois and Iowa. I mean, it's a 700-mile path of destruction. Massive. And basically, it, it just it highlights the fact that you need to be prepared. And the fact, and people are, are more and more people that discover propane and what propane can do for them, they're like, wow. I should have done this a long time ago. How often do you hear that when you're talking with people? Yeah. It's like, I should have done this a long time ago. And unfortunately, these massive events that are happening, Mother Nature keeps telling us, giving us teachable uh, moments about why we need propane, whether it's the heat and the rolling blackouts in California or whether it's what happened in the Midwest. Um, I mean, there are hundreds of thousands of people without power, billions of dollars in damage. What's that? The long-term effect of that, it's kind of bleak. Yeah, it is. And and honestly, you can have some type of propane backup source uh, to keep your business rolling, to keep your home powered up, cooking, hot water. We've talked about some things in the past where propane really provides the, the heat and the hot water for clean sanitation purposes. And if you're one of these hundreds of thousands of people that are caught up in any of these types of storms or blackouts, or uh, we also have lots of hurricanes, wildfires, there's so many reasons why you need to be prepared with a backup plan um, or even a prime plan that that includes propane as that source uh, to protect your family and your business. And, you know, and then all of a sudden uh, we shift to Wyoming and what's going on in Wyoming. And, you know, often you're like, what does Wyoming have in common with Venezuela? You know, what, what could they possibly have in common? I mean, the big news this week uh, was the decommissioning of the last active drilling rig in the nation of Venezuela, which yeah. is a complete collapse of that once wealthy nation's entire economy. Venezuela used to be rolling, used to roll. Yeah. And, and and now they're just in complete disarray. And now in Wyoming, they, their drilling rig count hits zero. And yep. it's, you know, why in this country certain people want to march towards what Venezuela's done in certain aspects, whether it's political, energy, or anything else, is beyond me. Uh, because, you know, basically in Wyoming, uh, when we say the drilling rig count hits zero... Uh, that means nothing. They're not. They're not doing anything. No oil is coming through. Yeah. And this is only the second time in 136 years that this has happened in Wyoming. Uh, it's killing jobs. It's killing the state's economy. It's very sad. And again, it's like, why are people not waking up to this? Yeah. Some of the reports I was reading uh, last year, we had like a almost a thousand active rigs. Um, we were the world's number one. Uh, supplier for oil and gas and with this pandemic we've really seen how you can just shut that down and there's the demand really drops so much that you can't sustain that anymore so they they're losing money right so there's a break-even point for a barrel of oil now you have to remember that a rig is something that's actively drilling there's plenty of oil wells that are active that'll keep producing the oil that we need 
to sustain life as we know it. But the the point of the rigs that are drilling and you shut those down, it's not a switch that you flip back on. And there's just not enough uh, renewables that are in place right now to overcome this loss in these fuels that we're not going to have when the economy picks back up. And you talked about Venezuela a little bit. I, I've personally been to Venezuela twice. And when I first went there, it was on the downside, you know, the, the, the downslope of this economy. And it was really sad to see the, everybody struggle because they did, their whole economy was based off of oil. And then the last time I went, it was super scary. I was, I was glad to get out of there as fast as I could. But to see a rich, wealthy nation just tank was pretty sad it, it, it only happened so them, fast too yeah it took them 10 years and and it just went downhill like that and now um people you know they're they're starving over there they, they don't have any food they their dollar is worth nothing um so it's yeah that's that's unfortunate um we we have to have multiple fuel sources if it's fossil fuel if it's electricity made from wind or solar or natural gas or coal we have to have diversification you, you have to be diversified in case things you, happen yeah you can't put all your eggs in one basket no smart uh investor no smart uh scholar would tell you yep you just put everything into this magic electric um this wall socket that you can't see anything behind this will be this is the the savior it's it's not and we really need to be careful on how we utilize uh these tax dollars for new energy sources and when when that comes to your community when they start talking about the decision on what what kind of energy source that your community wants to utilize for the future because that's what everybody's talking about is what what's going to happen in in 10, 20, 30, 50 years from now. And if yeah. we put all our eggs in one basket, we're going to turn in, you know, we're going to be it's going to be ugly and we we need to be be really careful with that. Yeah, if you want to see where we could be headed, just go look up the history of Venezuela. I mean, if we really want to keep moving in that direction, folks, without the diversification, <laughs> just buckle up put your helmet on um and you know we're, we're talking about uh you know what's happening in venezuela also in wyoming but this is interesting that bp is going to slash oil production by 40 percent and pour billions into green energy uh now the company says it's going to plans a tenfold increase in the annual low carbon investments to five billion dollars by 2030 as it tries to deliver to its promise of net zero emissions by 2050. Same stuff you were talking about. Um, and the company expects demand for fossil fuels to fall by 75% over the next 30 years. That's what they're saying. Um, if the increase in the global temperature is limited to 1.5 degrees Celsius or by 50% if warming is less than 2 degrees. Uh, now, BP says its oil and gas production will fall by at least 1 million barrels a day by 2030, which is a 40% reduction on the current levels. But it seems to be that they're hedging their bets here a little bit because the bulk of its annual capital expenditure over the next five years will, however, still be in oil and gas. So they can stay on that lane if they want to. Is that the way you're seeing it, Tom? Yeah, this is this article is interesting. Because BP has been talking about this for a while now, and they do see what's going on, right? There's there's definitely 
a demand or a push for clean renewable energies and bp can they got the there's the writing on the wall there they need to to change their image a little bit and they're they're trying to uh, let everybody know that they're they're the good guys here it's and there's a comparison here uh in another article that talks about how you would compare that to the um the tobacco makers of the day, right? Like it's a, the writing's on the wall. Nobody wants to, to smoke anymore. And that's right. the, uh, that's the same thing with oil. Like nobody wants to have oil in their portfolios anymore. They, they want something clean. They want something uh, renewable and propane is there to, to help support that. We have, uh, the cleanest fossil fuel, uh, available today. And we have tons and tons of renewable, uh, opportunities. There's renewable propane being made right now today. It's here and it's available today and it's only going to grow. When you start thinking about propane as a fossil fuel, you have to remember that there's a renewable aspect of it that we can get our hands on today uh, that puts you outside of this box of big oil. When we see these articles about something like BP uh, divesting of oil production, don't take that as we've already given up and we're going to go towards uh, wind and solar because we know how well that works. When the wind stops blowing and the sun stops shining, we all of a sudden need to crank back up some other uh, alternative source that's reliable. Uh, and propane's going to be here for that. So stay tuned for more information from us on renewable propane coming up. And uh, propane can do that. Yes, it can. And, you know, as we wrap up the show, um, I think we need to have some fun here real quick. Uh, we'll call this story uh, Tom and Rand's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> because the propane industry is fueling the hemp industry and helping farmers. Because growing hemp requires a drying process that can be served by portable propane-fueled heaters or propane-fueled greenhouses. And this is something that's helping uh, farmers. It also can help with the extraction of CBD oil. Yeah, it's a, that's a big market right now. And it's not just... You know, the world is using hemp for all sorts of cool things. I saw some uh, biodegradable pl um, plastic bottles that people are making out of hemp now. So it, propane is uh, available to help dry that crop and produce some new products that are cool and healthy for the environment. And, you know, even even has some medical usage that, you know, is controversial, but Hey, we're, we, we got to, it works for some people, people, you know, people are confident. You know what, if it works for them, you know, good for them and let them, you know, get the healing that they need. Yeah. And that's how I, that's exactly the same way I feel. And if, if you are one of these farmers that are, get, that it's getting into this newer industry, uh, that's become commercialized, reach out to your propane supplier and, and let them know what you're, what you're doing and, and ask them to, to get you some help on uh, the drying process. Cause propane's there to, to serve that purpose. And, and that's a pretty cool new, new use, get some people employed, get some new products out there. So yeah, because cannabis concentrates are growing. It's a growing market, and it needs propane for uh, professionals. So uh, you know what? Another way that uh, propane can help, great job opportunities. And, of course, you can find out more by going to thestateofenergy.com.